you get that slide, the therefore go slide, put it on. All right. What month is this right now? It is August, right? Wake me up when August ends. Just kidding. It's wake me up when September ends, but I pitched it a little bit. You know, I can change things. It's okay. There's freedom. There's freedom. All right. So if you have your Bibles, wave them up in the air. Right? I'm not going to do the whole thing, but wave them up in the sky. See, let me see if you have your Bibles. Wow, man, Bibles are getting real small. They almost look like phones nowadays. That's crazy. That's crazy. I always, there you go, Bree. You're a, you're, a you're, a, you're a dying kind. You're a dying kind right now. It's good to have a physical Bible because there's less distractions. You know, you know your boo ain't hitting you up. You know, you're, you're talking to Jesus, and all of a sudden you hear a text from boo, and you're like, dang, I got to check it out real quick. Nah, that's why... I, Get on the phone, right? Now get off the phone, get in the Word, the book, right? So you got your Bibles, right? If you could just be prepared, go to Matthew 28, 16, all right? While you're doing that. Oh, not you, TJ. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet, TJ. You're good, TJ. While you guys are turning there, let me help you understand what we're doing in the month of August. We're going to understand the Great Commission. That's what today we're, I'm going to talk about, the Great Commission, Everybody say, the Great Commission. Some of y'all got jobs, some of y'all don't. But if you do, some of you guys need to understand that you get paid hourly or you get paid commission, right? When you get paid commission, that means you get paid by work. Commission really means an assigned or specific work. So we're going to be talking about the Great Commission, the great specific service given to an individual or group. That was the definition by the way. So it's a specific work or service given to an individual or group. And in the passage in Matthew 28, I just want to give you guys a heads up, right? This is after Jesus resurrected. So this is post-resurrection. Jesus is alive, right? Man, you know, it, people say dead man don't talk. That's why my God ain't dead. He was talking. He was walking. He was eating. He was drinking. My man was alive. Jesus is alive, right? So he's talking to all the disciples, and one day he calls them, and he tells them, yo, we need to hit up a mountain, okay? We need to go on top of a mountain. Jesus, he liked to meet up on top of mountains and gardens amongst crowds around the lake. So this time, he told the disciples, let's go out to the top of the mountain. If you could put on that uh, verse, please. Thank you. So Matthew 28, all right, 18. It's 16, my bad, guys. So, all right. Then the 11 disciples went into Galilee, to the mountain, told you, where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him. Okay. How, let me stop right there. Jesus is God. If you guys didn't know that, if you came from a Jehovah Witness background where you think Jesus is a God, if you are a Mormon and you think you can be a God just like Jesus, now, no, you're wrong. Jesus is God, okay? He is God. They worshiped him. The Bible says that no one is deserving of worship but God. If you worship anybody else, that is a sin, just to let you guys know. So Jesus is God, but some doubted. The reason why it says that, think about this. Right? Jesus, crucified, his flesh being ripped from him, beard being ripped apart. That's the scariest thing, man. You rip my beard. Oh, I will cry. I will cry like a little girl. But Jesus took it, man. He took it with joy, knowing that his death would bring all of us life. So he, okay, was ripped apart right in front of them, crucified, nails driven through his hands, blood dripping on his head. This God, this person that they knew for three years doing ministry that they loved was killed right in front of them. 
So they were a little torn apart. This was a traumatic experience. So some doubted. But then Jesus came to them and said, yo, go to church. Y'all be good. All right? No, he didn't say that. He really said, hey, man, just, you know, stop cussing a little bit, you know. Just try your best, right? Did he say that? No. He said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. All authority on heaven, in heaven, right? In heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, 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 and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Come on, man. Jesus, he has a way with words, man. That's why he's divinely inspired, man. Jesus, he has authority, okay? So real quick, what did Jesus, and we're talking about the Great Commission, what did Jesus commission his disciples to do? What, did he, what was the work? What was the commission for them? The answer is this, to go and make disciples. To go and make disciples. And you will understand, right, as we continue to read and get into this passage, that this is your purpose. It's not being the best basketball player. It's not being the best baseball player. It's not being the best secretary, being the best student. It's not any of that. Your purpose in life is not something you have to look, you know, find yourself to find. You have to find Jesus, and there he has given you your purpose, and you will understand that. One thing I want to hit on, right, is Jesus has all authority. Everybody say all authority. So what that looks like, right? You ever been like, you know, doing something bad when you're little and you're like looking over your shoulder? You know, some people, you know, they're, they grow in Latino homes, you know what I'm saying? So you hear the, the belt. Fear God comes over here. You just like start sweating, start shaking. You start trembling a little bit, right? So, yeah, some of you guys, you know, if you came from lighter families, you might hear, Johnny, I'm going to count to one. I'm going to count to two. <laughs> and you might be like, hey, what, what? Once it gets to one, right, you start shaking a little bit. No, I don't want to go in the corner, right? No matter what background you came in, there was this person that was telling you that, and that was your parents or your guardian, and this person had authority over you. You were almost like, listen, I got to listen to them, what they say. I mean, your teacher could tell you what to do. Man, the teacher could be like, I'm going to have you expelled. You're like, so? I don't even like school, heck? I'm a a demo senior. Come on now, what you talking about? But then he's like... I'm going to tell your mom. I'm going to call your mom. That, the, minute, the minute that threat happens, right, you're just like, dang, I'm shaking. I'm done. I'm, a, I'm, I'm acting like him. I'm going to the front of the class. I'm getting you an apple every day, right? The authority of your parents, you understood that. Your, the authority your parents have, that belongs to Jesus. Now, even this, right? Let's say cops pull up in your, you know, your block or whatever, and all of a sudden you hear someone say, 12, 12, you know? You start to get a little scared. They, they fear the authority of the cops. They fear the authority of the cops because the cops have authority. They can put you in jail. They have power. So what I'm trying to help you understand is their authority here means power. If you can go, uh, if you can go to the first one, they'll go, and I think it's the first one, the first one. Yes, the why, right? So I want to help you guys get this because I want to teach on this real quick before uh, I really help you understand the purpose, right? So Jesus, okay, he is not a regular man. He's not your parent. He's not an officer. If there are grammatical mistakes, 
there's a couple sentences missing. Just ignore it, okay? Correct me after service. But Jesus, he is not a regular man. He's, he has the authority that is greater than a police officer, greater than a parent, greater than a teacher, greater than the president, greater than anyone or anything on earth or even in heaven. Some of you guys are afraid of ghosts, afraid of dark monsters in your closet under your bed. You know, you run to the house, you run off the basement when you turn the lights off. Guess what? Even the things that you can't see, Jesus has authority over all of it. The storms, the hurricanes, the, the, the galaxy that is blowing up, the stars. He has authority over everything. He rules everything. He has the power to give life or to give death, to, to give life or to take it. Jesus has authority over everything. Okay? He is our Lord, whether we like it or not. The Bible says that God, right, he, own, he, he rules over the world and everything in it. He is the Lord of everyone, and the, he's established the seas. I'm kind of butchering this real quick. But Jesus, right, God, he has created everything in this world, right, and everyone in it. He created the process for you to come into this world. He created, the very, uh, he created the very galaxy in which we now look up at the stars. He is the reason why there is something. It says in every, that everything was made through him. Nothing that was made was made without him. Okay, but then there's this one thing, right? All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Given. So what does that mean? That someone else gave it to him. Someone else gave it to him. Really? Then you're going to be like, I thought he was God. Well, then this is the beauty of Jesus. Jesus, first I want to do a little test. How many of you believe Jesus is like half man, half God? Raise your hand. It's okay. Don't be shy. And if you don't want to, you don't want to be wrong, it's okay. Some of you might believe that. If you believe that, keep that in your mind. How many of you believe that Jesus is fully God and fully man? Okay, some of you guys are raising your hands, so you already know. So yes, Jesus is not half man, half God, but he's fully God and fully man, okay? So if you can go to Philippians, please, real quick. In Philippians 2, uh, 19, or 2, you go to that verse, let me just pull it up right here. Philippians 2, 8 through 10, right? And it says this, right? Who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in the appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place, this is a given, and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth, uh, and, on, and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So Jesus humbled himself, okay? It's like, imagine this. I would say Donald Trump, but y'all don't like him. So I'm going to go back a couple years. Barack Obama, right? He comes back, and he's, you know, let's say, you know, he's president. They say he puts on some rags, and he starts hanging out with homeless people, and he lives among them for three years, Okay, then all of a sudden they come out to find out he's the president. Okay, that's a, that's an analogy. But understand, Jesus was already God. 
seeing that we could not do the thing that he had told us to do, he came, became a man, right? He took our death that we deserved. He took our sin upon him, right? And he died in the flesh, and he was rose again. In this, he raised again in the spirit, okay? So basically, Jesus is fully God, fully man still. He's the first one to resurrect. So God is fully, Jesus is fully God, fully man, all right? He humbled himself, and then once he humbled himself, God was like, listen, now they're going to they gonna know God, and they're going to know him through you, and then, bam, dude, he was given authority over everything, what he already had. So that's, that's basically the humility of God, and if you want more, you can talk to me after service, but we're moving on. We're trucking on. So Jesus has all authority. You can go back to the PowerPoint. Jesus humbled himself, became a man. He became, he literally, it says that he became a man, and he lived among us. And then after that, we learn that he is Lord. He's basically Lord of all, heaven and earth. Think about this. The Bible says there, you know, that, that basically it talks about two categories of creation. There's heaven, there's earth, right? God owns all of it. He owns all of it. He owns the first floor, the second floor, the third floor. That's, this is his building. See, he is, the, he is the landlord. He is the heaven Lord. This guy owns everything. He is control of everything. Now, Jesus says that because some doubted. He knew they doubted. They had to understand, listen, everything you put authority to, your, your church, right, the Pope, all these other things, right, I am the one that has authority. I am the one that gives this authority. So understand that, that Jesus, he is Lord over all. And this is the question I pose to you, right, as disciples. Do you treat Jesus with contempt? We learned about two weeks ago what contempt means. Basically, a hatred, a disdain for, by treating him like he has no authority. See, disciples, we're going to understand that Jesus has authority even over us, our decisions, our thoughts, our bodies. So, real quick, the go, the why. Jesus has authority, power, rule in heaven and on earth. Jesus, with this authority, commands us to go. Acknowledging this, the authority, we go. That's our why. Always have to have a why in life. Why are you doing this? Your parents may ask you. You may be like, I don't know. I just felt like it. That's not good. Have a why in life. Why are you dating this guy? You know, he has, he already dated your best friend. I mean, he's cheating on you. You don't got a why. Why are you dating this girl? She's been around with every dude in the, you know, in the, in the school. Why are you dating? Why? You know, you don't have a why. You know, you're going to end up doing dumb things. But guess what? We have a why, and that's because Jesus said so, and he has the authority over everything, okay? So, number two, right? I want you to help understand. Can you go to the, uh, the what? In the passage that we just read, right, he says, therefore, go, right? Since there's this authority, since we have a why, since we understand Jesus, now we have to go. Where do we go? What do we do, right? We make disciples, okay? Now, here's the thing. In the Bible, right, it was not written in English. It was written in Greek. And the word used for make a disciple is also be a disciple. It means both. So in order to be a disciple, you got to make a what? If you ain't making disciples, you ain't a... That's just the truth. If you claim to be a disciple, but you make no disciples, you're probably not a disciple. Start being a disciple. So... We are to make disciples of all nations, all nations, right? This is a verb. That means we are making disciples. We are doing this. This is what we do. We help them, right? We baptize them. The Bible says that we baptize them in the name of the, who can do it? Who can do it? The name of the what? Father. 
Boom! Y'all know this, man. Y'all should be preaching up here. So in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, this basically means a lot of you guys believe that, hey, once I get baptized, I'm saved. Hey, I'm good. We went to New Orleans. Me, Karina, Monica, TJ, we were like, hey, man, uh, you know, what do you think about Jesus? And, dude, they had a beer in their hand. And I was baptized, brother. I'm good. I'm good. And they were walking away. I'm like, bro, I just want to talk about Jesus. Now I want to talk about Jesus. I'm kind of drunk right now, but I got baptized. I'm good. And that's literally how they talk. And then another guy told me this. Well, man, I, I made a church, you know. I'm good. I'm good with God. I helped build a church in Africa. And I was literally like, what? <laughs> what about, you know, sin? He's like, bro, listen. I don't really feel about sin. You know, I believe in the Bible, kind of, but I helped build a church. And I was like, what? I was shocked. So we think that, hey, man, I have to do this, do that, do this, and then I'm saved. Everything else is good. No, that's not true at all, okay? Baptism was not meant to save you. Building churches is not meant to save you. Matter of fact, nothing in this world can save you. But there's someone out of this world that I know, and that's Jesus, and he can save you. He came in this world, and he died for us and rose again so that we can have life. So here, this is what I want you guys to understand. We are disciples, and we make disciples once we are saved. Once we are saved, this is our mission now. We are then baptized, or we baptize others in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. The name of the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit. I want you to understand. It says name, right? Name, singular. Then it says three persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. That's because our God is three in one. This is the Trinity. So we baptize them in the name of God, right? The Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And this basically means, right, once we're getting baptized, that we are submitting and confessing that we belong to Jesus and he's our Lord. We are coming under his authority. We are saying, Jesus, you are my Lord. And we are doing this to everyone that sees. This is our confession. The baptism was not meant to save, but it was meant to show, us, show the world and everyone else, right? You are saved. You are serving Jesus. He is your Lord. He has authority over you. So, okay, then, right, making disciples. It looks like that. Looks like being a disciple, making a disciple, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit, and then also obeying everything Jesus taught. Again, this only happens once you're saved. What are you saying? You know, you can, I, can, I, can, I can stop lying. I can stop stealing. I can stop cheating. I mean, dude, I don't really have to teach this guy to obey Jesus. I mean, everyone knows not to lie. Everyone knows not to do that, right? If you're a Christian and you're thinking that, slap yourself, please. No, I'm just kidding. Listen, the Bible, no, don't do that. I'm just kidding. Don't, please don't do that. So if you can go to Romans, actually, Romans 10. Actually, not Romans 10. Sorry, my good man. Actually, I might not have given you the verse. Yeah, I, actually, I got it, bro. Did I give you Romans 6? Romans 6? I didn't? Yes, sir. So this is what I want you guys to understand, right? When you were slaves to sin, the Bible says, Jesus, Jesus says in the Bible, if you sin, you're a slave to sin. Right? So when you were slaves to sin, you were free from the control of righteousness. That means you had no part of Jesus' authority. What benefit did you reap at that time from the things you are now ashamed of? Those things result in death. Sin, the wages of sin is death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness. The result is eternal life. So many of you guys will be like, I ain't slave to nobody. Ain't nobody the boss of me. 
And you might like, you know, like a lot of people when they're about to square up, they pick up their pants. They're like, what you say, preacher man? That's it. That's it. We throwing hands after service. No, listen, right? Jesus actually in that verse in Philippians, he actually became a slave to humanity. He became a slave to the people that crucified him. Jesus had still the authority to say, listen, just die. He could have basically done Thanos. He could have been like, you should have stabbed me in my heart. Oh, you should have put that nail through my head. He could have done that. He could have done that anytime. But he became a slave to those who were killing him. Now we, right, as people that are saved disciples, we have rights because of God, but now we give up our rights to serve God. And that's what it means right here as we obey his teachings. But we cannot do this unless we are once saved. So if you can go back to the what. So this is what we do. We go to what? Make disciples of all nations. That means it doesn't matter about their race. It doesn't matter about their culture. It doesn't matter about their background, what they, where school they go to. It doesn't matter, you know, that your cousin don't like them. It doesn't matter that they got beef with people that you're friends with. It does not matter. None of that matters anymore. All that matters is this, that they become a disciple. All that matters. All that matters. There's nothing in this world that compares to a soul being saved. Listen, you may turn 18 one day, 21. Hope you do, right? You may throw a big party in heaven. There ain't going to be nothing but crickets. No one care that you turn 18. No one care that you turn 21. No one care about that stuff. You know what makes heaven go crazy? They start throwing some wine glasses up. They start chilling, throwing, going crazy when a soul is saved. This is the most important thing in the world. Matter of fact, it's the most important thing in heaven. And Jesus has authority over both. So guess what? To Jesus, this is the only thing that matters. Only thing. So the what? If you are to be a disciple, you make disciples once you are saved. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit. That means submitting, confessing that you belong to Jesus. You're under his authority once you are there saved. Obeying everything Jesus taught once you are there saved. So this is what it is, the what. Now, please, could you go to the why? Oh, the how. <laughs> I skipped my own thing. Right, so uh, right quick, I want you guys to understand that the Bible is not just some fairy tale. It is not just some make-believe book. It is not Harry Potter, okay? You tell me Leviosa, and I'm going to stay here for three hours saying Leviosa. Ain't nothing going to happen, okay? But you tell me, go make disciples. Guess what? A whole, t- a whole city might be saved. You might be like, what, dude? That's pretty prideful of you. Guess what? It happened back in the day. You ever heard about the Roman Empire? Guess what? Guess who brought the fall of the Roman Empire? Christians. Christians that heard, therefore, go. The Roman Empire was huge. They heard, therefore, go. They went, boom. All these Roman, you know, the emperors, you know what they used to practice? Pedophilia. They would take young boys, and they would actually train them up to be their, their mistress or miss, how do you say a male mistress? Male mistress, right? They would take them. That's what they did, right? They would have orgies in their temple. They would have colosseums where they put people in a, in a lion's den, and they would have people fight to the death. See, Christians that heard, therefore, go, by the grace of God, were able to defeat that whole thing. So this is not make-believe. This works. This works. People's lives have been changed. Murderers turn to doctors. 
You know, prostitutes become married women that preach the gospel. This is, this is the power of God. So, right, the how, okay? So now you're going to be like, okay, how do I do this? All right? That's the how. But first, I want to go to this verse. Can you go to the Romans 10? Romans 10, uh, 14 through 17. And it says this, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? How can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. But not all the Israelites accepted the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. But I ask, did they hear? Of course they did. So, this is what I want you guys to know, right? No one is going to no know about Jesus unless you open their mouth and tell them. That's just, the plain, that's just plain and simple. Unless you are willing to tell someone about Jesus, no one is going to know. You can pray as much as you want. You can ask the Lord, hey, Lord, send someone, send someone, send someone. But if you are a disciple and you, are with, and you know that person, guess who he sent? Sent you. He sent you. You may ask the Lord, man, I wish you would change this school. The whole time you're just ignoring everybody. You're looking down on everybody. You're like, man, this school sucks, bro. Bunch of ratchets up in this place, man. Bunch of, And then all of a sudden, right, you ask the Lord, can you change this place? Then all of a sudden, God's like, why are you there? You're my disciple. Go do something. Go open your mouth. Tell them. How can they not know unless they have not heard? They have to hear the gospel. They have to hear the good news. Listen, no one is going to get saved if you're some scared wimp who cannot proclaim the name of Jesus Christ. No one is going to get saved if you're too busy being stuck up. No one's going to get saved if you're too busy playing Fortnite all, all day and night and you haven't told one person about Jesus. No one's going to be saved if you're worshiping a basketball or an idol. No one's going to get saved. No one's going to get saved. And this is why, this is why people are committing suicide. This is why people are joining gangs. This is why young people are dying. This is why people don't even know their gender. Did you know that parents can take their four-year-old son or daughter to the hospital and say, give them a sex change. They think they're a boy or a girl. Did you know that? Let's take Michael right now. Michael, I'm going to take you to the doctor. I'm going to have him say, Michael needs a sex change. He thinks he's a girl, right? He doesn't. Praise God. I'm going to take Andrew, right? I'm going to take him. They're going to be like, no, man, this man, he's not going to let me, right? This is the thing, right? This is happening. Why? Because no one opens their mouth. Christians are silent. Christians don't want to talk about Jesus. Christians don't want to spread the good news. Therefore, no one knows about Jesus Christ. No one. You need to preach to them. So could you go to the how? Everybody say kingdom business. This is, yeah, it's what, what is the right word? This is what we're going to be learning about, okay? We have to preach the gospel. Everybody knows, right, that gospel means good news. This is the best news. This is the good news that God is talking about. Remember I said that heaven rejoices over a sinner saved? Well, guess what? This is the good news that brings that sinner to Jesus. So the good news of Jesus to all the nations, right? All the colors, all the skin colors, everybody, everyone that exists in this world, all of creation. And guess what we tell them? We tell them of God, right? His perfect creation, sin of death, then the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus and his kingdom. That is the gospel. 
The gospel ain't about, hey, man, can you come to my church, please? You know, we, we got, what do you do, at, what do you do over there? Uh, and you don't want to tell them about Jesus, so you're like, oh, we play basketball a little bit. Rim's kind of crooked, so uh, oh, we got snacks. My mom will be going down. I ain't really hungry. Uh, damn, I wish there was something I could tell them to come. And the whole time, Jesus is like, that's not evangelism. Just telling people about church. Telling people about a building that's going to get destroyed if a tornado comes. No, we tell them, right, that God, right, in his beauty, in his majesty, created the world perfect. Guess who messed it up? Us. Our sin. Our disobedience. The disobedience brought death. That's why, right, because of this death, babies die in the womb. That's why people die young age. You're like, why does the good die young? Guess what? Because of sin, there is no good dying young. The bad die young. The bad die old. So we tell them of their sin and their death, and then we tell them about Jesus. We tell them about the life that he lived. He was perfect. He was sinless. There was, not a wicked, there was no wickedness in him. He lived a holy life, a servant to all, and they killed him. They killed him. They drove nails to his hands and his feet. They put a crown on his head. And guess what they did? They mocked him. They sold his clothes. They did this to my Jesus. But guess what? He defeated death. He defeated sin. Guess what? He rules and he reigns in heaven. And all of this belongs to him, including you, my friend. So let's go to church. So let's go to church now. Because guess what? You need to come to church. You need to hear this. The reason why no one comes when you preach the gospel, because you don't believe it yourself. You see, people will only believe what you say if you actually believe it. Guess what? The gospel is not a matter of talk. It's a matter of power. You see, the prostitute doesn't get off the streets by, just by telling them, you have worth. You're good inside. No, the gospel, the gospel goes forth. You tell the prostitute, listen, repent, this is sin. But guess what? God loves you. He died for you, and he's willing to save you from this. Leave this wickedness. Leave this place. That's the gospel. See, the gospel ain't talk. But all y'all, some of you guys can just be all talk. All talk. Not all of you, some of you. Just talk. No power. But a, weak, a bunch of weak Christians relying on their own wisdom. You see, my power and everyone else in there, their power is about as weak as anything in this world. The, the Bible says the weakness of God is strength. Weakness. Weakness, dude. So this is what you do, right? You understand that no matter what, talking about basketball, talking about snacks, talking about video games, they ain't going to save nobody. They ain't going to save nobody. No amount of religion, no amount of crap you try to give them is going to save them. Jesus, the gospel, the good news, all the other stuff is nobody's business. Who cares about that? So that is the how. You preach the gospel. You tell them about Jesus. Then you tell them about the kingdom. See, Jesus, he taught about some things. Jesus said you have to love your enemies. Jesus said, right, if you don't hold on to my teachings, you will die in your sin. If you don't believe in me and who I said I am, you will die in your sin. That's why we can't have bad theology. Real talk. We can't be believing Jesus. Man, you know, he was, he was a brother of Satan. You know what I'm saying? He was, man, dude, he was just a savior. There's many more saviors. I ran into a lady in Nola. She was a tarot card reader. If anyone knows what that means, she practiced. They actually do witchcraft over there. You guys not, might not believe that. You might not believe it's real. But over there, they hold to it. They follow, they follow it religiously. Some of them are fake. Some of them, they, they truly do witchcraft. 
So I'm talking to a lady. I'm asking her about Jesus. And she says, oh, yes, I love Jesus. And I love all the other ones before him. See, she thought that Jesus was just another man coming. But I'm telling you this, no other man, no other being, no other person is like Jesus. No one. You can think about Muhammad. Dude, Muhammad's dead. You can think about Buddha. Buddha's dead. Krishna's dead. All these other false gods are dead. I'll be the God. If he don't repent, he's going to die. That's it. He's dead too according to his sin. This is the truth. This is what Jesus said. Now, here, here, here you go, right? Here you go. Here's the thing. Guess what? We have to tell them the right things about Jesus. That means you have to crack open your Bible, right? The inspired word of God. And actually read it. You have to know about the person of Jesus. Some of y'all are so interested in your, your boyfriend or girlfriend, y'all done playing 21 questions at least 21 times. You already know how many, uh, how many times this person used the bathroom in a day. Baby, where were you? Oh, I went to the bathroom. How was it? Like, dude, no one cares. Like, like, you're too obsessed with this person. You're too obsessed with this person. But when it comes to Jesus, you're like, oh, man, you know. And, like, the thing you can think about is, like, man, you know, I know he died for us, man. You know, oh, snap, man. Oh. Yeah, man, I don't really know, man. And you can't say nothing about Jesus. Well, let's talk about your favorite celebrity. You can tell me a bunch of things about that. Heck, you can probably start a YouTube channel off one person, the Johnny Depp YouTube channel. He ain't even popular no more, but that was my guy growing up. I thought he was the best actor. Or, hey, man, the Justin Bieber channel or the Chance the Rapper channel. Or, all right, all right, all right, all right, the Channing Tatum channel, you know what I'm saying? The, all, all these, you can do all these things, right? You can talk about everyone else, but when it comes to the kingdom, Jesus' teachings about himself and about the world, you know nothing. You haven't read the Beatitudes. You haven't read the Sermon on the Mount. You haven't read any of the conversations he had with the Pharisees. You haven't read the beautiful words of my Lord Jesus, therefore you don't know him. You don't know him. Get to know Jesus because people have to know them. You have to teach people. If you want to be a disciple, you got to make disciples. And guess what? How you do it? You preach the gospel and you tell them about his teachings, about his person, how he was. Jesus got up 5 o'clock in the morning just to talk to daddy, just to talk to papa, right? We can't even get up to pray at all. Heck, man, we can't even pray for more than three minutes. Most of our prayers are like, because you don't know what to pray for. All you do is say, man, God, you know. Man, God, um, God, Father, God, Father, God, uh, man, Father, God, I just thank you, Father, God, Father, God. Uh, you know, that's all you get because you don't know Jesus, plain and simple. Some of y'all laughing, but if I got you up to pray here, that's all you'd be saying. And I'd be laughing. I, I ain't even going to front, dude. I'd be laughing. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? It's funny, right? But this shows your heart. This shows your heart. And here's the thing. We can, if we're saved, right? Once we're saved, we can get to know Jesus more and more every day. Man, have 21 questions with the Lord. Man, God, what you think about marriage? Bam, Matthew 6. Man, Lord, you know, someone's, someone's kind of pissing me off at school, man. What do I do, right? Man, let's take you to the Beatitudes again. Blessed are the meek, right? Blessed are those who are persecuted and mocked because according to my name. Right? You have to go to the scriptures, get to know Jesus, and you will be able to get to know, get to help other people know Jesus. This is how you be a disciple. And now obey them, not just tell them, right? But you obey Jesus and you teach them to obey Jesus. So you obey Jesus, then you teach them to obey Jesus. That is the truth. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Because listen, Jesus ain't like your daddy or your mommy. Man, clean your room. And all of a sudden you're stuck on Fortnite. 
20 minutes past. Clean your room. Stuck on Fortnite. Clean your room. Stuck on Fortnite. Right? That, that's how we think Jesus is. No, Jesus has authority. You obey him. Plain and simple. You don't obey the teachings of this age. Hey, man, you know, the, man, all the kids in school, man, they're saying, dude, I got I to gotta break the bank. I got to get some futures. Man, I got to get this. I got to make sure I'm wearing champion. I'm wearing supreme. You're obeying everyone's teachings but Jesus. Listen, get this through your head. Jesus contradicts society. Whatever society is telling you is probably wrong according to Jesus. Obey him. In order to be his disciple, you have to have obedience. Have to. If you don't, then you're just a fake. You're just a phony. Repent. Obey Jesus. And this is, this is a verse I want to share with you real quick. Actually, could you go to the next slide, please? I want a question for you. Do you see yourself as a disciple from what I said? Right? Do you see yourself a disciple? When you tell people about Jesus, do you just invite them to church? No, uh, the slide before that. Actually, no, you're right on that slide. Right on that slide. Do you just tell people, go to church, hey, come through, and you never told them about Jesus. You never told them about the hope that could change their life. When you talk about Jesus' teaching, do you, teach, do you treat Jesus' teachings like some kind of ancient artifact? You've never even heard about what Jesus said. Do you even know the things that Jesus said? And when you tell people about what Jesus said, do you treat it like, oh, you know, it's optional. You know, my God is not an optional God. See, you may think there's many ways to live. You may think there's many paths. You may think there's, there's many truths. There's only one truth, one way, one life. That's my God. Any other way is a lie from Satan. Lie from Satan. Any other lie. Homosexuality, lie from Satan. You may have temptations and desires, but that's not who you are. Once you were saved, God made you like him. Jesus made you like him. You may think, I'm a violent person. That's how I live. No. Jesus will make you like him, a peaceful person. So here's the thing. We need to obey his teachings. We need to obey him if we claim to be his disciple and we need to teach others to obey him. If you can go back to Matthew 28, please. And this is the promise I want to tell you guys. Some of you guys may think, man, this is kind of hard. I don't think I can really do this. This is probably my last time coming back. I ain't even going to front. Or if I come back, I'm not really going to pay attention. You may be thinking all these thoughts. But this is the promise that Jesus gave. In verse 20, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely, surely, everyone say surely. I am with you always to the very end of the age. There's nothing greater than that. There's nothing more beautiful than that. The Bible says, thy mother, thy father may forsake you, but the Lord your God will be with you forever. Forever to the end of the age. Forever. Doesn't that, what does that do to you? What does that do to you? Listen, a lot of you guys think you have to go to church, go to a confession booth, you know, join the mass, do all these things, confirmation, communion, all this religious junk. And Jesus is saying, I will be with you to the end of the age. To the end of the age, forever. They could take away everything. 
You could lose your mom. You could lose your dad. Your family could fall apart. And I will be with you to the end of the age. They may mock you. They may spit on you. They may call you lame. But I am with you. I am with you. What does that do to you? What does that speak to you? That's, that is hope. That is assurance. This is the point of the Bible. You're right here looking at the point of the Bible. You want to you understand the Bible? Look right here. God with us. What's better? Having some boyfriend that's going to cheat on you within a couple weeks to be with you? Playing basketball, then pulling a Derrick Rose, tearing your ACL, there goes your career? What's better? What's better putting your hope in money? When all of a sudden a recession hits, bam, you're broke. Another bill, bam, you're broke. Money keeps coming, money keeps going. That's the way of life. You're getting this rat circle. What's better? God with me. God with me. That's the best. That's the best news I could ever hear. That's the best news I could ever find. And this is the point of the whole Bible. Jesus told you to go. I didn't put a slide up, but where do you go now? Right? Almost like if I told, uh, if I told Melody, hey, go. She'd be like, what? The heck, boy, don't you ever talk? Now, <laughs> hit me with some attitude. No, but she'd be like, where? Right? If I said it politely, I'd be like, hey, go. She'd be like, where? Jesus is telling you, go. Wherever you go, he is with you. And this purpose remains. You see, he gave, in Acts 2, he gave the apostles specific instructions. You go to Jerusalem, you go to Judea, you go to Samaria, a bunch of places you don't know, but this is where Jesus was preaching. And then he said, to the ends of the world, to the ends of the world, that means Asia, that means Africa, that means Saudi Arabia, that means West Side Chicago, that means Inglewood, that means Descent High School, that means to anywhere. Australia, yes, anywhere, plain and simple. Where are you right now? Go. Bam, there you go. Preach, make disciples. It's not just Jesus wants you to go to church. You know, that's American gospel. That's the American kingdom of God type stuff. Go to church. Go to church on Sunday. You'll be good. Nah, to hell with that. To hell with that. That's nothing. That's from Satan. It's not about just going to church. It's not about just going to your Christian friends and just being all like a cult with them, dude, just not talking to anybody else. That's how they try to make you seem Christianity is. Then it's not just being a hypocrite. Like, hey, man, I'll just repent, ask my, you know, I'll, I'll be like this with my friends, and then that's it. But you don't know the whole time, where did Jesus tell you to go? To your friends, to your family, to your school, to your neighborhood. You're out here being oblivious. Oh, man, God, what's my purpose in life? I feel so lost. I don't know what to do. College is coming up. Dude, wake up. I don't care what college you go to, neither does God. He only cares if you do his will there. What are you doing? What disciples are you making over there? Man, God, I want to be the best basketball player. I hope to God he gets me in there. You know, this is God's plan. Nah, it ain't God's plan, that's for sure. That ain't God's plan. God's plan is to bring souls from dead to life. Your plan is to make as much money as you can get before you die. Listen, the kingdom of God isn't about dying and getting to heaven. If y'all think that, you're highly misunderstood. Y'all are misunderstood. You will die and go to hell before when you think that. See, the gospel is about getting to heaven to earth. 
It's about giving heaven and God's rule and reign to earth. Can you put on the slide, please? If you all can stand, please. Please and thank you. Can you put on that picture? Right here, I want to show you two things. I know this is blurred, but this is Chicago, as pixelated as it is. This is, this is the pixel we're probably in right here. All right? This right here, this is Alexander the Great. The orange is his ruling reign. He did this before he turned 35. He conquered that whole place. This right here, you can tell by the insignia that it's Hitler and the Nazi army. They conquered that whole place. You see, the kingdom of God is not about coexisting with religions, being nice. Yes, you be kind, but you don't be nice. You don't sugarcoat the truth. See, the gospel is conquest. Not in the crusades where we kill people, but it's the opposite. You see, Alexander the Great had to kill thousands, if not millions. He had to kill hundreds of millions. What we do, preach the gospel to billions, to billions. See, we show love. It's an upside-down kingdom. We tell, take it by force. We take it by truth and by grace. We take it by truth or grace. You see, dude, I, I don't care about your Muslim friend. I told him repent, and Muhammad went to hell, that's for sure. I don't care about your Buddhist friend. I don't even care about your mama. She a new ages. I'll tell your mama straight up. Listen, right here what you believe is a lie. That's the truth. Because what do I care about? I care about the kingdom of God, not their feelings. Some of you guys are either, I don't really care about the gospel, or I care too much about their feelings. Wake up. Wake up. Their feelings are having led right to hell. The kingdom of God is coming, and if you are not in it, you're out of it. Plain and simple. You come in the elevator, but you're outside the kingdom of God. You come in the church, but you haven't even stepped foot into the kingdom. That's the whole point of the gospel, to get you with God in the kingdom. John 3, 3. Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Many of you guys have heard it from us as heaven. Guess what? That means heaven on earth. If you can't see heaven here, if you can't see the kingdom here, you ain't going to see it after. And that's the truth. Some of you guys are worried about your own kingdom, your own purpose in life. Your purpose is basically going to be forgotten. You're going to leave no legacy. That's the truth. Many of you guys have never even heard of Alexander the Great, but he ruled all of that place. Many of you guys don't know crap about Hitler other than he was a bogus killer and you think he's like Donald Trump. Why? Because we forget. We forget about people. All of you. I'm looking at every single one of you. All of you will be forgotten by your descendants, by neighbors. Your, your life is but dust. But to God, you are the most meaningful dust ever. Matter of fact, he's me he wants to make this dust eternal and put you in his kingdom. You see, I'm going to be honest with all of you right now. With you guys and your purpose in life, all of it, it's all selfish ambition. It's all about yourself. It's all about what makes me feel good. What can I do for myself? Not once have you put the kingdom of God in place where it's supposed to be over you. See, Jesus is ruler and Lord of all. And you know what I want to do? I want to make sure this whole place knows that. I want to make sure this whole area is under the rulership of Jesus. Because guess what? Guess what? You think that's some kind of weird stuff? You think that's weird? Like, man, I got to obey God? That's kind of weird. That's some religious, like, brainwashing stuff. That's why they're brainwashing people to, to kill people in this area. 
That's why they're brainwashing people. Hey, man, you know, it, pedophilia might be okay. It's all right. Did you know that in the news? Because of this transgender gra- crap, if someone identifies as a, as a pe- pedophilia, that it, it might be okay? Did you know that? That's because, guess what? There's no rule of reign by Jesus here. This is what happens. This is the slippery slope. So now we have Chicago, Chirac, right? Iraq is a, is a place where people are getting killed, and we want to name it Chirac. Well, guess what, dude? Hey, this is what happens. No, everyone's leaving Chicago. Everyone's leaving. Everyone's afraid of this place. But what I want to do is I want to see it under the rule and reign of Jesus. And if you're not about that, then I don't, I don't know what else to do for you. I already told you. Jesus had a simple message. And quoting, and, and in closing, if you could come up, Stephanie. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to who? Jesus. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And this is to the real disciples here that are doing this. Jesus is with you. That is the greatest joy you could ever experience. You have the comforter of your soul with you. You could be in prison. You could be facing life for the gospel. In Canada, two people just got, two people were arrested just for handing out flyers about Jesus. Two people were just, for handing flyers, probably telling, telling them Jesus loves you. Listen, God is with you. You don't have to fear their, their, their jokes. You don't have to fear their, their exile when they, they outcast you. Because guess what? You have Jesus. And every other disciple that's with you. If you are a disciple... If you say, this is my purpose of life, if I'm playing basketball, I make it to the NBA, this is still my purpose. If I go to UIC, LSU, if you go to any other college, this is my purpose. When I'm in English class, this is my purpose. If this is your purpose, I want you to come up right here. If this is your purpose, if the Great Commission is your commission, I want you to come up and understand that. If you are a disciple, I want you to come up. If you see this right now, and if I can have my altar workers up, please. And I'm for real. I'm I'm saying this in reality, okay? This is the truth. This isn't make-believe. I would not be preaching to you if this was make-believe. I believe this wholeheartedly, that the gospel is the answer. And here's the thing. Whether you guys believe it or not, at the end of the day, his kingdom is coming. His kingdom is coming. And anyone who is out of it, that's it. They're done. That's what the Bible teaches. Listen, if someone murders your whole family, you would want justice. Guess what? We have been murdering people in our minds our whole life. And if you don't repent of that, God is going to have justice. But here's the thing, right? Until then, this is what I want you guys to look up to me. Look, up, look at me, please. Jesus is with you to the end of the age. Surely, there's no amount of trouble, no amount of famine, no amount of homelessness, nothing. You can think of the worst possible thing that can happen to you. And Jesus is with you. Jesus is with you. I want you guys to understand that. That Jesus is with you. Now I want everyone, right? I know, I know we have some people that haven't been here in a while. Uh, whatever whatever is, is happening in your heart. Or if you've been here for a while. This is what I want you guys to understand. If you have contemplated, if you had looked at your life and said, you know what? I don't really know if I'm a disciple. I don't really know if I'm a disciple then I want you to raise, not raise your hand, but I want you to seek prayer with the leader, okay? I want you to seek prayer with the leader. I want you to ask them, right? Talk to them. 
Be like, man, I don't really feel like I'm a, G- I'm a, I'm a Jesus. I'm a Jesus fan. I'm just a Jesus fan. I'm not a friend of Jesus. I'm not a disciple of Jesus. Go up to them. Be like, man, dude, I want to give my life to the Lord. Walk me through this. Because here's the thing. All this only can happen if you're born again. And if you are born again, listen, take this very seriously. This is your purpose. I don't care where you're at in life. You could be 14, 10, 16, 17. This is your purpose. You make music. You make music for Jesus to bring people to make disciples. That's it. That's it. There's no greater purpose. There's no greater purpose. Every other purpose when Kobe Bryant thinks God made him to play basketball. God made him to get saved, make disciples. God wants to be with him. Some people think, you got, man, I'm trying to find out what God made me do. Listen, I'm saying this with love. And, and this is the answer. I've given you the solution. Go make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is your purpose. If you are a Christian, this is your purpose. You don't have to search any longer. You don't have to keep backsliding to find yourself. You already found when Jesus took you from death and gave you life. He found you. That's it. This is your purpose. So in, in closing, this is what I would like you guys to do. Be a disciple that makes disciples. Obey God and teach others what Jesus said and to obey him. Simple as that. That's the great commission. Jesus made it simple. We can, we can copy it. We can do it. How you do it when you play basketball, right? Well, I want to, actually, I want everyone to close their eyes, right? I want everyone to picture their hobby because this is the truth. This is your purpose. This is your work. This is your life. Everything else is just an add-on. It's just a tool to see this happen. That means basketball is just a tool to see this happen. That means rap is just a tool to see this happen. That means whatever passion that you have, picture your passion. Now picture doing your passion while making disciples, teaching them to obey everything that Jesus has commanded them to obey. And imagine seeing them saved. Imagine seeing people come to Jesus because of your work that God is doing through you. That is what the kingdom of God is like right now. That is what the kingdom of God is like right now. Think about now. I want you to think about where to go right now. Where is Jesus putting in your heart to go? Is he telling you to go to school? Is he telling you to go to your cousin? Tell them. Is he, is he telling you to go to your mom, your friend? Where is he telling you to go to school? And tell them. Make disciples there. Where? Altar, altar workers, you can raise your hand. These right here are altar workers. They will pray with you if you need prayer. But leaders, I would, I would tell you, come up. Start to pray with others. If you need prayer, please be honest. Okay? Because, dude, I'm telling you right now, dude, you hear this and you don't want to go with it, you're in disobedience. Because this is actually one. Jesus is so funny. He said, obey everything I have taught you. Guess what he taught them? To go make disciples. So this is one of the things you have to obey. And if you want to do this fearlessly, if you're scared, if you want boldness, listen, we can pray for boldness. Have a leader pray for you. But everyone bow your head in closing. Lord Jesus. I thank you for your great commission, Lord. I thank you that you are Lord of all, God. That you have authority. You are sovereign, God. You are sovereign, God. You are sovereign over sickness, over death, over life. God, you are sovereign, God. There is no one greater than you, Lord. Whom in heaven, Lord? Whom in heaven? Whom in earth? Who, God, can compare to you, Lord? 
If you speak in tongues, start to speak in tongues. God needs to be glorified. We need as a church to understand Jesus is Lord. He is Lord. Jesus. Lord, I pray, God, that everyone would understand that you are Lord and that, God, you are truth. And that, Lord, what you taught us, Lord, is not only just because you pick on us or you're some mean, faraway God, but you're a loving God. You want everyone to know of your love, of your mercy, of your grace. Lord, you want us to go out and preach the gospel. Lord, I pray right now for everyone in Elevate, Lord. Everyone standing at this altar, they acknowledge you, Lord. They acknowledge you have authority. That you rule over them, God. That you have saved them. I pray that they would fearlessly proclaim the gospel. That they would talk about you, Jesus, and teach about you, Lord. That, God, no matter where you send them, they would go, God. They would not be afraid of man, Lord. But instead, God, they would love man. They would take the, they would take the worst person and say, I'm going to make you a disciple by the grace of God. Lord Jesus, have your way, Lord. Have your way in their hearts, God. I pray for the hardened hearts, Lord, that have heard this before and they could care less. God, I pray that you would harden the heart, Holy Spirit, that you would soften the hearts, that you would bring in their mind people that they know that are depressed, that are lost in sin, that are in violence, that don't know you, Jesus. They're on their way to hell, God. Wake them up, Lord. Wake the disciples up, Lord. I pray for those, God, that do not know you, Jesus. But, God, they heard your gospel. And, Lord, they're ready to give you their life. I pray that they would count the cost. They would understand that their life is no longer theirs. It's yours, Jesus. And I pray for those that are disciples right now, God, that you would strengthen them, Lord. That you would empower them, Lord. God, I pray that you would empower them, Lord. I pray that you would empower them, Lord. That they would be able to go as soon as you say send. In Jesus' name, amen.